Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. My Money Making Conversation interviews will encourage you to lead with your gifts and never use age as an excuse when planning your goals or trying to reach your dreams. My next guest, my next guest, NRJ. We're going to just start off with the initial first. NRJ, that's Nicole Roberts-Jones, is uniquely gifted at one thing, drawing out what's best in you and helping you take your brilliance to the bank. That's B-A-N-K bank, not fishing bank, to the bank. A veteran of the entertainment industry, Nicole worked in talent management and casting before shifting her talents to help others bankroll their brilliance. She now works with entrepreneurs to create multiple streams of income. You hear me talk about that all the time on the show for what they already know in order to build an empire from their expertise. Women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs and the number of business owned by black women has grown by stunning 164% according to the Federal Reserve. Please welcome. Woo, she's here to talk about banking that brilliance to the bank. Expertise, entrepreneurship. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. NRJ, that's Nicole Roberts Jones. <laughs> How can I not be excited to be here after all of that energy? I'm beyond. I'm gonna try to keep myself, you know, contained though. So excited to be here You're to talk to you. You're not gonna keep yourself contained. First of all, what city are you calling from, so we can find out? I live in Boston. I'm from Los Angeles, but I live Boston. in Boston, so that's where I am now. Yes. What keeps you in Boston? What, what's going on in Boston? Family? What's going on uh, in Boston? Yeah, my husband got a job here, so I do what I do from wherever. So yes, he yeah. is the reason why we moved to Massachusetts. Okay. 
okay, mm-hmm. cool. That's all good. That's all good. Just, just trying to lay, I try to figure out where this little bundle of energy and inspiration is residing at. So you way up there, way up there mm-hmm. in Boston. I've been to Boston a couple of times in my career. Very familiar right. with that landscape up there. Um, the interesting thing about you as a talent, okay, mm-hmm. you, you established your brand in Los Angeles. I'm assuming that's what talent yeah. management and casting. Let's talk about that, that early journey. Yeah. And we'll move up to because the current Because our paths journey. probably crossed because I've worked in comedy for years. And mm-hmm. we can talk probably for the next hour about that. But yes. So I started um, really <laughs> my dream since I was eight years old was to work in entertainment. Why? Stop right gotten, there. Start right there. How? Right. How? 88 years old. How? <laughs> yes. So literally, I, I got to the place I dreamed of and something felt like it was missing. And so that, in essence, long story short, is how I came to do this work I'm doing now. I started to really look at how could I be doing the thing I dream of? And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't hate any part of it. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like there was more for me to do. Mm -hmm. And so that is how I shifted over. I started this over 27 years ago, even though I'm only 28. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I shifted (laughs) into really learning. Stop right there. See, you didn't even listen to my (laughs) intro. Money-making conversation (laughs) interviews will encourage you to lead with your gifts and never yeah. use age as an excuse when planning your exactly. goals. I or tell degree. everybody, I, you, you, or degree, uh, you cannot lie that. Uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. it's for some reason life, as you as you know it. You know, people talk about they don't want to turn thirty, always twenty nine. Don't want to turn forty, right. always thirty nine. But you mm-hmm. cannot accomplish anything in life unless you get older. And I'm exactly, and I'm look, and I'm fifty, and I'm seasoned there because it's only the dishes that marinate that taste the best. Now we to get a good interview because she's a good right. looking, a good looking fifty. <laughs> See, I would have never known fifty pop out yes. of my. But that lets me know I'm talking to a person with experience. Yeah, and let me know yes. that because you know to be successful, there's, there's mm-hmm. a certain degree of honesty that has to be laid out there, especially when you're telling exactly. people about multiple streams of income. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. everybody wants that. Everybody wants to understand how they can be a part of that opportunity. But you right. have to have experience. You have to create a track record and you have to surround yourself with people who believe in your passion and turn mm-hmm. that passion into economic opportunity. You cannot right. do that if you're mm-hmm. 19 years old all your life. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then the, it starts with getting clear. Mm-hmm. So when I just told you that I had an epiphany moment in 1993, epiphany moment at the time I was working on the hottest TV show on Fox, right? Mm-hmm. Had an epiphany moment. Mm-hmm. And every girlfriend that I talked to kept saying, girl, are you crazy? Do you realize we went to this red carpet event and we went to this premiere? Mm-hmm. Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. But something inside of me knew there was more. Right. And so I'm sharing that because that more is not about money. It's about making a difference. And when you make difference, money comes. And so what I began to look at is what is this thing rumbling inside of me? Now, at the time I was 23 years old, I had no, I know no life experience, but I knew that something was calling me into another level of me. Mm-hmm. And so it took an introspective look. Many of us look for an outside answer to an inside yearning. And so I stopped looking for outside answers and I started spending time with me started getting closer to God and really looking at what is it that you have me on this earth to do? And that shifted everything. Mm-hmm. Now you got to tell me what was the name of that TV show? Cause people are going to go, what was the name of the TV? <laughs> you can't, you cannot do this interview. I was on the hottest TV show and 30 minutes later, we hadn't even mentioned the show. What was the name of that show? So yes. So I worked in casting on the Martin show. There you go. Did See that that. For <laughs> four years. I worked on Def comedy jam. I worked with uh, Simmons, Lathan, uh, Brooklyn oh, yeah. Gray, mm-hmm. which is where our past probably crossed SLBG entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, um, worked for some pretty great. Li- listen, Stan Lathan is still my all time favorite boss. 
Thank right? You. That's my boy. And so uh, uh, Stan right, Lathan right. did our first when Steve Harvey and I went to television. You know, Stan mm-hmm. Lathan has always been uh good to me as a as a yeah. mentor, a person I see and I just stop and have to hug it. You know, mm-hmm. in fact, I saw him last mm-hmm. uh, at the at the uh, Holly Robinson Pete uh, annual uh, f- foundation fundraiser. I saw right. I got a picture, took a picture with him. I said, brother, I got to take a picture with you. <laughs> Love me some Stan Lake. The Stan was the absolute best boss. And it was it, it was while working with him that I had this epiphany. So it was really hard because Stan, again, when you work with Stan, mm-hmm. it, you feel like family. You don't feel like you're working a job. Right. Matter of fact, when I quit. Stan said, what can I do to have you stay? So mm-hmm. he made it hard for me to leave. Right. But I knew that there was more out there uh, waiting for me. Mm-hmm. And so that, in essence, had me leave my Hollywood dream. Now, don't get me wrong. I miss all the Hollywood parties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm doing more, I realize now I'm ta- I took the same exact things I was doing in casting and talent management. And now I help people actually manage their talent how do they take their gifts and talents and actually make money from it okay let's let's talk about this is hollywood life you know because i've lived that hollywood <laughs> life yeah let's see see i'm talking to somebody she, she's at the top of the crumbs okay that's when you're <laughs> top of the crumbs that's a different game when you walk on red right. carpets or people people know you can hire them girl can you can you you got my picture and so mm-hmm. what are some of the uh, the now famous or uh, uh, people or that you've worked with as far as talent talent management as far as casting mm-hmm. over the years in that career before we move forward to the bankrolling your brilliance. <laughs> so in casting, I worked with Eileen uh, Knight, Eileen Mack oh, Knight, yes. she became to be known, right? So I worked on several, Rock, Martin, as I said, I worked on um, Meteor Man, guys, you know how old I am, so now you got my memory going. I worked on Meteor Man, I worked on several movies, I can't even think that was of Robert Townsend movie, right? On. Meteor Man, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and he had a, a TV show called Townsend Television, I worked on that. So I worked on several uh, TV shows Fox. and several mm-hmm. movies, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And, and then when I left there, when I went to work with Stan, we managed many of the Def Comedy Jam comedians, so Bill Bellamy, Joe Torrey, Guy Torrey, um, Cedric the Entertainer, um, and then I got to also work at, you know, like during the audition process for many of the Def Comedy Jam comedians. So, um, so I interface uh, Adele Gibbons, um, Yvette Wilson. I'm like trying to remember all the names of the people that mm-hmm, we got mm-hmm. to uh, manage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so really having hand in their careers, shifting from just comedy to doing movies and TV and stuff yeah, like know, that. We, you know, Rashawn was struggling to get on Def Comedy Jam because, you know, you probably <laughs> looked at my little video and, uh, nah, I passed. Okay. No, that Fine. was Bob Sumner. You know Bob. That was Bob I, I, Sumner, Bob, but I no, did help. I, and I interviewed Bob Sumner, too. I said, Bob, I'm going to tell you something. See, because see, I'm going to tell you a little side story about me. See, I started doing before, you know, I, I, in, in the white game. You know, I was a Dwight mm-hmm. comic. You know, Jerry Seinfeld, all that, right. Bill Hicks, and Dennis Leary. That was me. So when mm-hmm. the Def Janet, Def Comedy Jam popped out, you know, they looked at me and go, nah, you can't make black people laugh. Mm. He said that to me. And so I had to go to a black, the black comedy competition in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Make the finals, and mm. then they went. Okay, you can make uh, black people laugh. We good. I lost right. the, 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 and the I'm time. You, Ricky Harris. Mm-hmm. The black comedy and Ricky Harris was on our clients too. Black comedy. So when Guy Tory started uh, Fat Tuesdays at the Comedy Store, I was yes. actually on his team. So I would always say he would do the front end, and I would do the back end because I managed the room for him. That was one of my last jobs um, right. mm-hmm. in comedy. And you know, just there's so many talented people. But the, here's the thing, and somebody needs to write this down, whether you're in comedy or you are working at nine to five, the people that make it are the people that don't quit. Right. You know, Chadwick Boseman just passed, right. right? Not too long ago. And when you look at the fact that he had cancer for six or four of his last years of, uh, and the best movies he made was why he was fighting for cancer. How many people would quit? 
and say, I'm sick or I'm going through chemo. I can't do this. And so it's really the people that stay in it and don't give up. And I saw so many comedians that were funny. It just wasn't their time. It was the people that didn't give up, that, that were willing to risk it all, to gain it all, that literally made it to the big stage. And that, and they didn't compromise who they were. Now I'm going to say this, and somebody's going to get me for saying this, but one of the things that I didn't like about comedy is how everybody thought, oh, well, Bernie Mac is really funny and he's dirty, so maybe I need to be dirty. Right. No, that's who Bernie Mac was. Right. So you trying to be dirty because he's like that doesn't make you funny. It makes you trying to be Bernie Mac. And God didn't make you with the cookie cutter, so why are you trying to copy somebody else's brilliance and make it your own? I agree 100 percent. And uh, it's it really interesting when you use the word dirty uh, comedy, mm -hmm. comic, they use vulgarity. And it, right. it's always, see, Bernie Mac, we, we digress a little bit because I was, I'm a <laughs> former stand-up comedian. If you curse right. and your punchline ended with a curse word, then guess what? People always heard that curse word. Okay. Yep. Now yep. I remember, and, I, and I'm telling you, I'm, I was as salty as anybody on stage. And I, I remember people would come up to me and go, "You really have a really good clean act." I go, "Did they did they hear me? Did they hear me?" <laughs> because of right. how I just spoke and how I communicated. And you know, mm -hmm. and and the one thing that the gift that you really have, Nicole, is that you're a great communicator. You know, even yes. in this interview, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I just want to talk to you. I just want to engage you and just, girl, what you doing? What you, come on over here, let's talk. You know, I could talk to you for a, a minute now because mm -hmm. you should have the the right tools of conversation. You've been and told that many times, that. right? Huh? Even a great comedian, all a great comedian is, is a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Even, dare I say, Jesus, if you read all the stories in the Bible of him doing stuff, it's stories, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so when you think about it, even the greatest CEOs have the greatest story behind them. Right. If you think about people like Tyler Perry, the fact that he lived in a car, right? And so does Steve Harvey, right? Mm -hmm. We can go on and on. It's the story that people follow. So when you're on stage or when you're on, listen, you can be on stage as a comedian or a CEO of a business. Regardless of what that stage is, whether it's a platform, a ballroom, a classroom, a, a boutique, whatever that is, mm -hmm. it's the story people remember. Uh, Maya Angelou said, people forget what you did, they'll forget what you um, said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. It's the story that connects people heart to heart, soul to soul. Oh my goodness! I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm gonna turn home. Well, if I get sick, I'm gonna say, "Can you let NRJ fill in for me?" And I love that you're calling me NRJ because my my close friends call me that. And as soon as we got on the line, you said NRJ. I just fell out laughing, like you know, this brother knows me already. Absolutely, yeah, that's my gift. <laughs> you know, that you know, it's always funny is that uh, Steve Harvey used to always get annoyed. I, I just walk in the room and he just go, and I tell him by different people go, "You ain't even met that person." I go, "I don't need to." Uh, right. I, I just had a I just have a sense of people. You know, I have a sense yeah. of who are wasting my time and who's gonna even even if they're wasting my time, at least I know in conversation the extent of this conversation. Okay. Exactly. Because you need exactly. to talk to everybody. I I never stopped talking to anybody just because I devalue what they was gonna bring to the table because I thought that in having a conversation, I educated myself and I understand understood some things about myself and I comprehended my ability to be successful. Now right. your ability to be successful right now though, Nicole, is that you're willing to share and uplift. Why is mm -hmm, that so mm -hmm. important in the in the entrepreneurial space? Mm. So I told you the story of, of me coming to that crossover where I knew there was more for me to do. So 
to make a long story short, uh, and I have to tell you this story so you understand, since I just talked about storytelling, but I just want you to understand the context of why I'm so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. So when I left in 1993 to start my business, really what happened is one of my good girlfriends invited me to volunteer at a program that was happening at our church. And one night as I walked in that church, and those of you that are familiar with the lock-in at a church where they lock the kids in and they do activities, in other words, it's a sleepover. It just is lock-in because, you know, I don't know why they... Lock-in sounds bad now, but back then it sounded good. Anyway, um, and so when I started working with young women that night, as I worked with them, their eyes lit up. And as their eyes lit up, my heart lit up. And I realized, oh, my God, this is what I'm meant to do, really helping them figure out uh, and carving out a path for their future. But this wasn't glamorous, like my nine to five, right? Nobody was banging down any door to do this work. Now, again, this was in 1993. There was no such thing as a coach. But that's what I was doing that night. And so I realized I had to figure this thing out. So in 1993, I started my business. So some 17 years later, by 2010, I had gotten to the exact place I dreamed of when I started. So by then, I had a nonprofit and a for-profit in my business. In my nonprofit, I had 10 chapters in 10 states working with those teenage girls, and we were growing by leaps and bounds. In my for-profit, I had a maxed-out coaching client roster, meaning I couldn't take another client coaching women and a few gentlemen, uh, really helping them understand how to bankroll their brilliance, right? But in, and because I couldn't take another client, I wrote my first book. It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to midnight mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. Send warm wishes with cozy fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. Or treat them to everyone's favorite activewear from top brands like Nike, Adidas, and Under Armour. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Whether your event needed one room or an entire conference center, Hopin has revolutionized the way people come together. With Hopin, you can host a fully-fledged digital meetup complete with one-on-one meetings, hands-on sessions, and expo booths. And because everything is hosted in a single, easy-to-use platform, it can be as big or small as you want, remain convenient for anyone who wants to attend, and give you access to data you never would have known otherwise. Visit Hopin.com to learn more and get started. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? Start the new year with otter.ai to generate automatic notes for meetings, interviews, or lectures. With otter.ai, you can search the meeting notes, insert images, play back the audio, and share them with your friends or coworkers. You can capture action items, remember meeting details, and keep everyone informed. Otter.ai works for in-person or virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up for free at otter.ai or download the app for free. Otter.ai, that's O. Book that came out in 2010. Now I'm telling you guys all of that because what happened is I started getting invitations to speak all over the country. And so I, I was thinking to myself, oh my goodness, I've made it. But here's the thing. I was only generating $13,000 in my business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
which means I had a big fat, uh, you know, community service because there's no way I was living off of thirteen thousand dollars. So yes, Absolutely. I had a daytime job, right? Which I was an adjunct professor at the time. So I'm telling you that story because I had gotten to a crossroad, and I said, "Listen," and I prayed, "Lord, if this is really you, and this is what I'm meant to do, you better show me something. <laughs> you better help me figure this out." And so I got on this free webinar um, one night, and I didn't track you know, how far that was from my prayer, because I didn't realize this was my breakthrough. On that free webinar, I invited me to go to a conference. When I got to that conference, I started seeing all the stuff I didn't know. At that conference, I hired my first coach. So I'm telling you all of that because in my first coaching session, my coach said to me, Nicole, wait a minute. So you used to work in talent development in, in the entertainment industry, and then you left there, and you went and got a master's degree, and your expertise is program development. So you're really great at developing programs, so much so that you got offered an adjunct professor position at USC. And now that you move to Boston, you teach at Boston University and what you teach is program development. And I'm thinking, yeah, look at my coach knowing me. And then she said, before you moved from California, you had a consulting practice. And what you did was you went into businesses, you work with celebrities, you work with heads of state, you work with uh, nonprofits and you develop programs. And I said, yeah. And then the next thing she said, Rashawn, was what shifted everything for me. She said, you don't have any programs in your own business. There you go. So here's the thing. Can't charge what you don't have written down. But not only that, you can't only, listen, if you only have in your business ways to generate revenue where you have to be present, you're already capping off how much money you can make. Mm -hmm. Because if you only have eight hours in a day, first of all, you're not going to work all eight hours on clients, whether it's coaching, consulting, whatever it is you're doing. It's right? called working wealthy. Right. And so you've got to be able to do what I learned in that moment called making money while you sleep. And it's not just, oh, I'm going to go develop an online program. You've got to get clear on four things. I'm going to tell you these four things, but let me I tell you the four things, right? Because I can keep talking. I'm a hush. I promise. Now, you're not going to uh, hush because guess what? You, I, will, I, will, I, will, I, will, like those, I just drop a little nugget in between working wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Mailbox but money. But here's the thing. You know, mailbox money. I got, I got all the terms now because guess what? <laughs> you and I think alike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the the thing I, I appreciate about the whole situation is that when we go through life trying to figure out and people start calling, it's defining how much is our value? Is it five thousand, ten thousand? Is it a thousand? And sometimes it's easy to go, okay, I'll be there. I'll be I'll, okay, thank you for and it, so right. you have to eventually find your value. And then, and and then exactly. build off of it. And that's what we're mm -hmm. talking. That's the part we're about to go right now. That's why I'm going like, mm -hmm. I've been, I've been here. I've been here. Mm -hmm. I'm the worst person to manage myself. I hate the fact that I, you know, that, that, that I negotiate stuff because sometimes I do. That's why I got good friends go, man. You better go tell that dude to take a hike. That's you. Know, that's under your value. Okay, thank you, man. And because we always, we always, we don't value our intellectual property because we don't do what we do to us. Yes. So there are things that are intrinsic to your DNA, which I call your distinct natural ability, that you do on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So you'll say things like, and if you haven't said it, I know I have. Oh, doesn't everybody know how to do this? Or, oh, this is easy. Well, yeah, it's easy for you. <laughs> yes, and, and, so that, and that's why sometimes you can get undervalued saying that. And yes. I, I've, I've done that, and I've caught myself. But it's even more so the truth when you try to do it for yourself. You realize how difficult exactly. it is. It's easy. Like I was telling you, I I used to know Steve Harvey blood pressure. What he ate for breakfast. What he ate for dinner. What he didn't like. <laughs> what if he liked cornbread? If he like if right. what, what city he liked to do in uh, Miami. What he liked to do in New York. I knew all that. But when mm -hmm. I stopped managing him in 2016, I couldn't tell you none of those things for Rashawn. 
Right. And so it was important. And it was that easier I, probably for you to manage him absolutely. than it was for you to manage. And, and it's not necessarily a managed thing, but here's the thing. You begin to feel like, and I don't know about you, so I'm going to say me. You know, you feel like you're bragging about yourself or, oh, well, how could I feel that about me? But it's like, no, I'm clearing who I am and I'm making an invitation. I'm not selling you. I'm making an invitation because I know the predictable result I can get you to if you're willing to do the work. But there's a difference between you saying that about someone else and you beginning to say that about you. It's like you have to shift your muscle from not pride, but really being unapologetically who you are. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's really interesting because you, that's why you have to have people around you. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And sometimes my, my staff there tell me, okay, Rashawn, uh, you, you want a couple of Emmys, huh? You want some, uh, you want some. <laughs> Did you forget uh, who you are, right? <laughs> you, you, know, you know, because you, uh, you know, cause that's what you talk about bragging on yourself. They remind mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. I have a math degree. They remind me that you right. know, I was an award winning stand up comic. They remind me that mm-hmm. I'm an award winning baker. They remind me I managed because, this. Listen, I work because with you're business. not focused on who you were, no, you're no. focused on who you have not yet become. And that is. So- and that is important. But, you know, but the, the, but the I, important thing in this conversation we're having is that if you don't understand your base, what are you mm-hmm. building off of? And, and can I just tell you the reason why I didn't make money in my business for 17 years is because I didn't understand my base. I didn't understand my brilliance. I didn't take the time to create a strategy around it. Huh? Here, you know, you know, not the last. This is not the last time you're going to be on my show. You know that, right? Oh, I can talk, so I can be on your show anytime you want me on. And you will be, and you will be, you will be. I'm just going to let you know that because because of the fact that we're talking the same lanes of conversation, male, female. And it's important that people understand that the value system works for both gender. Yeah. It does. It's just and so let me, if you don't mind, let me people, tell. As black people, we have not done that because we've not had no. the tools to, for that to be communicated to us. Now, now the, show is that, yours. the floor is yours. We now. haven't had the, the family and the legacy that's, commu- that's been able to communicate. Our legacy, dare I say, this is slavery. Doesn't yes. mean we haven't done something since then, but we've had to really pull ourselves up by our bootstrap. Mm-hmm. So our family members that did go to college in the 1900s, right, had to fight for that. Mm-hmm. And so for many of us, it's taken generation after generation after generation for us to understand wealth, whereas some other cultures have it from the beginning. So I'm not downing what we've been through because we are strong people, but we've had to learn it in a different way. And I'm listen, I'm from South Central LA. Let me keep it all the way real. If, if those of you that saw Boys in the Hood, I grew up probably 10 blocks from where they filmed that movie. Mm-hmm. So listen, I grew up robbing Peter to pay Paul. So here I am now with a multiple six-figure business with a master's degree, you know, with eight people on my team working toward my million-dollar year. And, you know, when a neighborhood that I'm from would have to find my life by jail, drugs, and drive-by shootings. Mm -hmm. There's no way Mm -hmm. that I should be here where Mm -hmm. I am. There's Mm -hmm. no way I should live on the East Coast. There's no way, you know, I can continue. But all I can say is, but God. And then getting clear in who God created you to be and accepting nothing less. So with that, real quick, because I don't want to leave this dangling, is I want to tell people the four uh, piece or four step framework to what I call my fierce formula. And I call it fierce because just like Beyonce created Sasha Fierce when she went out on her solo career and had to stand on stage for the first time and had to like conjure up enough courage to do it. Many of us need to find the fierce inside of us. And so, fellas, if you can't say fierce, say ferocious. It's all good. This is for you, too. Right. So it's four steps. And these are the four steps that, by the way, I went from 13,000 to 200,000 in six months with these four steps. 
Okay. So first is passion. Like, what are you passionate about? This is why Rashawn and I can talk all day long because we both are passionate about bankrolling your brilliance, right? So what could you do hour upon hour upon hour and never get paid for it? The second is what are you proficient in? Now, the first one and the second one have to correlate. You can't love it and be not good at it. That won't work. Or you can't be good at it and not love it. So like, for instance, Michelle Obama talked about this in her book, Becoming. She said, I was really great at being a lawyer. I, you know, was offered a partner in a law firm, but I hated it. So you've got to find those two have to correlate. And those two are really your purpose, passion and proficiency. The third P is what problem does it solve? Because it ain't about you. It's about all those that need that gift inside of you. And then, of course, the fourth P is profit. So once you get clear on all four of those, that is really the missing ingredient for many people that start businesses and really kept me from bankrolling my own brilliance. Now, you also have five tips to bankroll your brilliance. Yes. Now, that's the I four do. P's, right? That's the four P's. No, Passion. Four P's is different. The four P's. No, 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 no. Right. Will you just be quiet? <laughs> let me just, uh, I'm about to let everybody know. The four P's is passion, proficiency, problem solving, and process. Okay. Yep. Now you have five tips to bankroll your brilliance. See, I know you've mm-hmm. been, I know you've been interviewed with somebody like me just prepared. So I'm prepared when I, when I get on the phone with a person like you. I, I've done my homework. You know, I'm not going to sit around here. This is NRJ Enterprise, the premier training and talent <laughs> development company dedicated to helping you bankroll your brilliance. Okay. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. So yes. So five tips to bankroll your brilliance. So first one, we talked about, look, we've talked about this so much that if y'all don't get this lesson by now, stop giving away your intellectual property for free. Yes. You know, uh, oftentimes I'm on um, podcasts or interviews like this and they talk to me about a side hustle and I go, nope, I don't call it a side hustle because if you look up hustle in the dictionary, it has pimp and prostitute in the definition. And I'm not trying to have you pimp your gift. Hello. Right. But many of us are. Many of you that are listening are pimping your gift. When someone says to you, oh, can I run this past you? Oh, can I pick your brain? You've given away your um, intellectual property for free. Or as Steve Harvey would say, you've given away your cookie for free. Hello. Right. Thank you. (laughs) Three million books so later. Three million books huh? later. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, once you get clear on what your intellectual property is, and again, that's the four P's that I walked you through, you've got to build your business with a blueprint. You can't just do whatever, whenever, however. You've got to have strategy, just like they do when they have a house. When you're building a house, you the the your your construction folk will tell you to do a blueprint first. You've got to do the same thing in your business. And that blueprint should be built from your brilliance, your intellectual property. Want me to keep going through my five? Yes, ma'am. So I'll keep going. Got, <laughs> the third one is you, I, 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 no, I'm tell you I'm tell you what you ain't gonna do is I say five, you stop at two. Come on now. <laughs> as much as you are, are you out of shape? Are you out of, are you verbally out of shape? Look, Rashawn, I could talk for the next well, five hours. I don't know. I'm just making sure. Because like you got sure. tired at two. Okay, number one, stop giving away your intellectual property for free. Number two, yep. build your business with a blueprint. What's number yep. three? And number three is you got to move past marketing and begin to build your know, like, and trust factor. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. So many people, you can buy the latest marketing program, right? You can buy the latest marketing. You can hire a marketing coach. If you're not clear on your brilliance, then what you're doing is you're becoming a cookie cutter. You're like becoming a separate wife in your business. And ain't nobody got time for that, right? right. So instead, I like to call it dating. You want to date your ideal client in your business. So I like to use an example. When my husband and I went on our first date, if that brother would have brought my ring 
two, the first date, I would have been calling my girlfriend like, girl, please come get me. This man is crazy. Right. But so many of us do that when we think, oh, I'm, I'm going to put up my website and I'm going to put up a sales page and people just going to buy. Uh, we don't know you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So you've got to start building ways for people to get to see the value that you bring to their life or their business. And I call that dating. Even in your business, you're dating your ideal clients. That means some free things. You're going to give away some things for free before you put a ring on it, which Thank means you. they pay you to hire you. There you go. And a lot of people don't understand that you don't mm-hmm. have to get paid for everything and achieving your goals. Right. But you've got to let people see who you are. Just because yes. somebody hears me today doesn't mean, oh, I'm going to hire her. No. You might think, oh, is she real? Or does she really know what she's doing? So I've got to allow you to experience me in order. Same way, that's why you date. Because what if my husband was bringing his representative to the dates? At some point, I right. would have seen through the representative and said, mm-mm, mm-mm, brother, this mm-hmm. ain't right. Something is it's not right. Now, and number so four is, the, is so key, right. though. You should have multiple mm-hmm. trees of income and one shell yes. should include money-making while you while sleep. You sleep. Yes, because at the end of the day, if you only are doing things where you have to be present, I said this earlier, you're already capping off how much money you make. So what I like to use as an example is a couple years ago, uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm usually pretty slow just because I like to travel. And so this particular year, I traveled more than I usually do between, again, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So I went to Rome, to Barcelona, to Dallas, to Denver, and to Montego Bay, Jamaica. And all of that in a month, and my business still generated $87,000, and I was not present. So you've got to look at how can you take your intellectual property? How can you be the answer to the people that need you? And how do you package that so they can work with you, And whether it be online or some other way where, again, you're not present? Now, and then last but not least, in order be to Be willing to step these- outside your comfort zone. Yes, because here's the thing. Comfort zones is where dreams go to die. And I say that because in order for you to do the thing that you really, really want, you're going to have to do it afraid. Mm-hmm. Let, ask, listen, if we had Steve Harvey on here right now and he was living in his car, you think he loved living in his car? Heck to the I'm sure Rashawn could tell us stories mm-hmm. from back then when Steve was living in his car. Or Tyler Perry, or even, dare I say, Oprah, who left her 25 years of her phenomenal TV show to start a TV network. And most of us forget that that first year, it was the lowest rated television network out of all the networks. Networks we've never even heard of. Yes. And yet... Oprah had to do it afraid. Sure, she had a great TV show, but she didn't know how to run a network with mm-hmm. 24-7 programming. Mm-hmm. And so what she had to be willing to do is risk it all to gain it all. And that's the same thing you will have to do. The same thing I had to do when I started my business is I had to risk it all to gain it all. I had to be willing to be uncomfortable. That's really important that, um, you know, I'm going to I'm, I'm opening my new office in October. I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, have a build a podcast studio in my new location, and because mm-hmm. I want to do some video, okay, and mm-hmm. um, I want to do some some uh, some motivational videos with you. I just know I have yeah. to because of the yeah, fact I would that love it. Uh, you know you're special and you're unique. You recommended I should interview you, and mm. uh, I, I kind of knew you, but then they were they were really fatty. You sure you gotta you gotta talk to her. <laughs> you know you know people start shaking their head and be staring at you. You kind of like. Are they are they gonna kill me if I say no? You know, <laughs> you shut, well, whoever that is, I said thank you. <laughs> you, you. You gotta talk to her. You know, her. Right. they say her, not her. Her, right. be hanging on her, and so <laughs> and and you're just brilliant. And I just I really want to thank you for coming on the show, Nicole Roberts Jones, and RJ mm-hmm. Enterprises is a premier training and talent development company dedicated to helping you bankroll your brilliance. We're going to talk together, talk again soon. You're fantastic. Yes. Uh, definitely. Uh, send me your. Tell them to send you your. your 
your contact information to me so we can sit yeah. down and talk. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds uh, good. I appreciate you. Stay safe. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. If you want to hear more money making conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Still living in 2021 and manually taking notes? There is a better way. Start the new year with otter.ai. Automatically get meeting notes. Otter.ai works for virtual meetings like Zoom, Microsoft Teams, and Google Meet. Sign up on the web for free or download in the app stores. Otter.ai. That's O-T-T-E-R A-I. There's a monumental shift in power at work. Employees are speaking up. Turnover is rising. Salaries are increasing. Hiring is tough. And burnout is real. It's time to unleash growth. It's time to transform your HR from powerless to powerful. Join ADP on February the 23rd. Reserve your spot now. Go to gettheplan.adp.com to register for the Work Interrupted Summit.